Now, from the Paxa Studios in downtown Honolulu, Josh Pacheco and Hunter Hughes. It's the best rivalry of this generation. Um, you know, Brian, what he was able to do, like one to nine straight finals, and obviously Steph and those guys, what they were able to do with those four championships, like that's the rivalry of the generations, uh, particularly those two players. But, you know, it's again, it's going to be another fun battle. Off the bench on ESPN Honolulu. And that is the rivalry that's uh, going on right now. Game one, Western Conference Finals underway. Lakers and uh, Golden State. We'll get an update on that in Sports Center coming up here in a moment. Although Hunter Hughes, uh, we were watching just a moment ago the uh, the pregame. I, I uh, I'm going Lakers by 20 only because I think someone was messing with uh, LeBron James's chalk. Yep. You, you saw that right, <laughs> where he was going for his chalk and there was nothing in there. Uh, unbelievable. I, I, if that comes out to be some sort of prank from Draymond or someone, that, that might be one of the best uh, pranks in modern sports that I've seen in a while. If there's anybody that would, it would be Draymond. Although, I do think Steph would do it too. Steph would, would, would find a way to put an empty bottle of that at, there at the uh, scorer's table. He would. It's just playful enough. It's just playful enough but could get under his skin because all of us know that's part of LeBron's routine. Throw it on the hands and do that big puff cloud of smoke before the game. So if that comes out, that that is fantastic to me, Josh. Has LeBron ever thought of the people sitting right there at that, uh, at, at that scorer's table having yeah. to take all that smoke? Put on an oxygen mask. Uh, it is off the bench here on ESPN Honolulu. We'll look back at that last game. Uh, Knicks and Heat now even at one game apiece in that series. One play there toward the very end that could have made a difference in uh, how this game ultimately looks. That's coming up. Traffic and Sports Center on the way. It's off the bench here on ESPN Honolulu. It is off the bench here on ESPN Honolulu. One of our, uh, uh, you for you and me, Hunter, uh, one of our last few shows together this week. You and mm-hmm. I will be together on Thursday after the uh, NCAA men's volleyball uh, semifinals, the national championship tournament, uh, where we will find out who Hawaii will play. Actually, today, uh, we're going to find that out, um, whether it's me, Penn State or Ohio, Ohio State. State. So uh, is it Ohio State? No, I was saying Penn State or Ohio State. Oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, we're we're gonna find that out um, pretty soon here. But uh, you and I will work together Thursday. After that, Friday we're off because of the uh, because of University of Hawaii baseball. Wednesday you'll be with Tanner Hayworth because uh, I've got baseball out at a Pepperdine. I'm actually uh, I've moved California locations. I'm now in uh, Agora Hills. We're we're just outside of uh, uh, Malibu where. I had no idea I'd be dealing with traffic on my way here. Uh, we were we were talking about it a little while ago. Uh, traffic uh, a, a little uh, a, a little underrated um, or overrated actually uh, <laughs> on the way here. But we've made it. We've we've made it here. We're we're able to do the show. Uh, we've 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 done our job. That's what that's what we're supposed to do, right? Get, Cali, just, just get here and just get the job done. Cali Traficornia, Josh. You know, it's. I mean, you've. I mean, how much have you dealt with it? Uh, well, not so much Cali, uh, uh, but I grew up in Chicago, so I grew up around a a huge city, so I definitely know a little bit about it, but, um, I mean, anybody from 
Cali will say it's nothing like like California. So I can't See, it's, claim it. It's funny. It's funny because um, I up up to today, and and I guess this was a different situation. I've never really thought that the traffic was that bad. That uh, okay, this is this is doable. It's not a big deal. Really, really never thought much of it. But um, today, going from I, I had lunch uh, with with a colleague of mine uh, who does play by play over at CSUN. Mm. And uh, we, we were eating at uh, in, in Santa Monica, and he, and he tells me. So I asked him, how, how far is it from Santa Monica to to my hotel? And he's like, eh, twenty minutes. And I'm thinking, okay, fine, that's not too bad. You know, I didn't want to. After driving from 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 Riverside, you know, down about an hour, fifteen minutes, I figured, okay, twenty minutes is is not bad. Get in the car. I'm always using maps. It's the only way I've I've I'm sane up here. Is is using maps, and 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 it says the fastest route up here is fifty. And so I'm kind of wondering, wait a Dang. second, how, how did we go from twenty to fifty? Um, where 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 did our signals cross here? I don't I don't understand. Um, we're getting to so, a point so where yeah, we that, need that, to we need like helicopter travel or something like that. Traffic's getting nuts. Yeah, but you you know the, that's the other funny thing. I I don't know how you felt when you when you moved to Hawaii. Um, when I made the move from the Big Island to Oahu, mm. everybody told me, and, and by the way, I should update what we said earlier, it was Penn State who beat um, Ohio State. So Penn State and Hawaii coming up on Thursday. There we go. Uh, it, it, was, it was funny because everybody would say, oh, you're, you're going to get up there and you're, you're just going to hate the traffic. You're, you're going to get in Honolulu traffic on the freeway and it's going to bother you and it's going to make you want to go back home. And honestly... It's been what five and a half years now, I think it is, and traffic's fine. <laughs> I mean, like, I, I I don't know how you felt since you've come here and you've and you've dealt with it, but traffic to me not that big of a deal. If if I sit in it for a little while, I sit in it for a little while, but it doesn't really bother me as much as people made it out that I that they thought it would bother me. It's it's okay. So I. One caveat there, Josh, that I think we have to throw out there. I've never not lived in town. Ah, uh, okay. Have you ever lived outside of Honolulu? Um, I mean, I mean, I, I basically live in East Honolulu. Jump so in I here, take, Liz. She's shaking uh, her head on the other side of the wall. Uh-oh. She, she lives out in a couple. She's laughing right there. She lives in Kapolei. So for for, uh, for all those oh. listening uh, in their car heading west, yeah, she's nodding her head. Um, big difference going back and forth from Hawaii Kai, New Valley, yeah. New Wanu, you know, Salt Lake maybe at the, the most. But outside yeah. of that. I, I've significantly altered my late afternoon, early evening plans to not sit in that traffic. Okay. Um, there so was a, you, my first so you job. Changed your life. I did. My my first job out of college uh, was out in Pearl City, and I would intentionally just go over to a, a nearby golf course and chip and putt for an hour. So that I wouldn't have to sit in that traffic <laughs> on the way home. Um, so outside of that, uh, th- that's that's really the only thing that I can recall with with regards to the traffic out here. See that that's smart. 
Um, and and I, I understand where Liz is coming from. Liz, Liz runs the controls in our studio because, um, well, maybe not I specifically. Um, my wife used to ha- used to work in Coppola, mm. and that would be you know pretty much an hour each way. Um, you know, in 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 morning and and rush hour commute. So I've I have heard, you know, those stories of what it's like. Um, but I've never had to deal with it, so I will I will admit I don't have that to experience. Um, but I don't know. Sometimes I kind of find if I am sitting in traffic, sometimes I'm just kind of chill. I'm not exactly entirely upset. Unless it's at an unreasonable time when I'm sitting in traffic and wondering what's going on, or I'm late for a meeting, in 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 that case I completely change my mood. Oh yeah, totally. It's it's a a mood changer. It's a life changer. I I think about that every time I'm headed east late in the afternoon mm-hmm. and watching it pile up. Going, man, I. I don't know what I would what I would do, you know, if if I, you know, if I had kids and I'm trying to make it back for one of their games or you know a a dance recital or, or you know an obligation I got to make it home for um and you're in that day in day out, hey, if you're listening and you're sitting in it, we much love. <laughs> much love coming to you from off the bench right now cuz uh, uh that is not for the faint of heart and you you're you're the real MVP if you're sitting in that right now. Um, in, in, this is also a get to know Hunter segment. Yeah. Um, Texter says, uh, uh, Texter from the seven four one is a fan on Maui. He's a fan of you. Oh, um, probably not of me, but a fan, <laughs> a fan of you. Uh, he says, uh, says I'm from Buffalo Grove. Where are you from in no Chicago? No way. That's awesome. Uh, I'm from Lake Zurich, Illinois. So uh, Buffalo Grove and Lake Zurich are fifteen minutes apart. That's pretty cool. And how? And how far away is Lake Zurich from? I guess the only reference point I have never being there is Chicago. How how far yeah. away is that? Uh, you're looking at about forty minutes, no traffic, with traffic, close to an hour. Ooh, okay. Yeah, I'm glad you got the uh, I'm glad you got the traffic reference in have there to. since we've been uh, uh, since we've been talking about that. You know, we also talked about changing moods, and I think it's a perfect segue to um, you know where we were going to go. Um, at the beginning of this segment, which was a look back at at Heat Knicks uh, game two, that series now even at one game apiece. I know you were watching a little bit of the, of the ending. I've added on since uh, since I got to the hotel here uh, yeah. this evening, and obviously one of one of the key headlines there was a key missed call late on uh, on a on a shot clock violation. The great defense by the Knicks. Um, you know the Heat had a rebound. And a, and a layup that would have gotten them within, uh, I think, one at that point in time. But the official said the the heave from three-point range did not hit the rim. And so uh, they negated the uh, layup. When it turns out, go to replay, and you find it actually did hit the rim. And uh, that was a mistake. And how that things could have changed in the last three minutes or so after that particular play, we'll never know. Um, but a little thing like that late, um, you know, keeping things in a two-possession game could have been big there. It's certainly enough to make the opposition scratch their head and wonder. Um, I'm not a, uh, you know what? I'm, I'm not even going to go down that path, Josh. I was, I was about to go down the. <laughs> they're in New York. 
things are uh, they want that series to be extended a little bit. It's good for basketball. I'm not going to go there. Um, okay. Things things happen in the sport. There's flaw with with the refs. Um, just like in football, we, we talked about this um, different points on this show where mm-hmm. it's always heightened in the playoffs where a missed call in a situation like that and um, well, in this situation, that's just a missed call. It's a wrong call. Um, sounds louder when the game ultimately came down to really give or take one possession and maybe another free throw or two. So you uh, you can't help but wonder, you know, if you're the Miami Heat, could it have gone another direction had we gotten that call? Because they, they made a couple of threes down the stretch. Um, uh, New York was kind of coughing the ball up down uh, late in the game yeah. too um, with uh, Julius Randle stepping on the inbound line, and he's one of their leaders. So very well could have gotten to a point where, you know, you've got one shot to tie this thing up, send it to overtime um, and steal a game two without Jimmy Butler. So, yes, I I hear where you're coming, but it's also early in the series. And um, in some ways, I do feel like it's good for basketball that the Knicks are in the playoffs and you get to watch it from Madison Square Garden. Because if you're, if, you're if you're a fan of the sport, a fan of the history of the sport, that is the venue for NBA basketball. So, um, are you also uh, are, are you also by the way referring to uh, getting to watch uh, your your close personal friends uh, Aaron Rodgers and Sauce Gardner? Front row, uh, oh my watching the goodness! Game? I was hoping to get through the second of May on <laughs> off the bench without talking about old Mister Twelve from Green Bay. Um, now number eight for you knew you couldn't. Oh my! You knew gosh. you couldn't. I'd much rather talk about <laughs> Sauce Gardner than Aaron Rodgers. Okay, but uh, I, I think we all would. The reason I, I had to throw that jab. The reason we're bringing them up was because they were sitting courtside and they kept flashing down to them at Madison Square Garden. But uh, you had to do it, Josh. But you know who was who was better, uh, better than than those two sitting courtside. There is one one goat that was sitting courtside at the Knicks game. I don't think you know who 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 I'm thinking. Who do you think mm. I'm thinking? One goat. There was one goat. There was one goat there. That was sitting courtside at the Knicks game. And it wasn't Spike Lee. And it was not Spike Lee. I didn't see it. Who, who are you referring to? It's the comedy legend Dave Chappelle. Chappelle was there. That's Chappelle a goat. Chappelle was there. That's a goat. That is a goat. Yes. He uh, deserves it. You cannot. Yeah. Uh, love him always, or hate it's, him. It's always good to see. Sh- yep. Yeah. And, and yeah, uh, love him or hate him. And there are reasons for both. That's right. <laughs> uh, he is still one of the greatest of all time at, uh, at, at doing comedy. So we got to give a little respect uh, because he is better at his job, frankly, than Aaron Rodgers is at his. And it's, and it's by a little, it's <laughs> not by a lot, but I think if we had to, if we had to make comparisons, uh, I, I think we could do so. Hey, uh, let's get traffic in here. Uh, we got plenty more. Uh, your text, you can dial into us at uh, 808-296-1420. We'll finish up what really was supposed to be an NBA hour, and we kind of mixed it in with, with traffic and Chappelle. Um, but uh, one team has already made a decision on one of its most controversial people. That when we come back off the bench on ESPN Honolulu. Right now, traffic. 
Sports Center update is coming up here in just a little bit. You're listening to Off the Bench here on ESPN Honolulu at 92.7 FM and 1420 AM. Hunter Hughes is there. I'm Josh Pacheco, parts unknown uh, here in California. Great to have you aboard. Um, Dylan Brooks is going to play for another team next year. And it did not take long for the Memphis Grizzlies to make that decision. We saw the uh, uh, the, the Shams bomb on Twitter today where he basically said uh, bar, there are no circumstances in which they are bringing back, uh, the Memphis Grizzlies are bringing back Dylan Brooks uh, next season. It, it sounded like a pretty resounding get out of here. Man. This is... We, we, we've had messy breakups before with superstars, Josh. And then there's this. He's not a superstar. He's no. a role player at best. Um, honestly, lucky to be in the starting lineup when you look at the production that he gave um, in the first round. And, man, if you're going to open your mouth and – take the narrative away from just the team or away from superstars that like they have like John Morant and make it about you. And then on top of that, you don't, you don't perform. I guarantee this had ripple effects in their locker room. Guaranteed that that this guy's opening his mouth against one of the best players of all time. And then you don't back it up on the court At, at this level of sport. It just it does not it doesn't work it doesn't work like that you you have to back up what you say um there, there was um for for those that kind of followed the series on social media there was a an excerpt between LeBron and Dylan Brooks before I think it was either game two or game three of the first round mm-hmm. and he went up to him and said um, you're in in uh, in clean terms let's just put it this way. Uh, <laughs> Your your crazy butt is talking too much, and you're not you're not doing your job. Make some shots first, and then come talk to me. Um, which honestly is kind of a nice way of LeBron saying, "Hey, m- make sure you can back up your words before you come and talk to me." And the, the, the guy couldn't back it up in the slightest. So, um, I almost wonder if there was an attitude from other guys in the locker room that made the front office make a decision like this, Josh. You know, it's not like they came to his defense or anything like that. That They might be wanting him gone, too. It was just a, a sideshow that did not help them win at all. You know, um, I, don't, I don't know if you were ever given this um, by a coach or by your parents at any point in time, but they had that phrase, quit while you're ahead. Mm. Um, I heard that several times. And uh, totally. especially when you were already on the losing end, quit while you're ahead. Um, and that's kind of what I've thought of with him is, hey, you know, once you say something, um, you know, you, you, you try to get in the head of whoever it is, you, you do that once. All right. Uh, it doesn't work. Maybe that's the point where you where you just don't try anymore <laughs> or, you know, if you're asked about it, you know, just. 
just, I, I, I don't know, make up an excuse and just move on or just say, hey, I'm not talking about it anymore, moved on, you know, we're playing basketball. Not only the, – The thing yeah. that I uh, – oh, go ahead. Just n- not only that, but whenever he didn't come and speak to the media after they got their butt kicked in a couple of those games, it's a bad reflection on the brand. It's a bad reflection on that team because then it looks like the whole team is like Dylan Brooks where they will talk all this trash and then not go and back it up after the game. To me, that was the weakest part. It wasn't just that he didn't back it up. It was that he didn't go and handle his business um, you know, as a, as a professional. And we, we see you on the phones. We'll get to you in just a second. Um, but, uh, yeah, Josh, I, I don't know. To me, that, that was the issue. And the thing about it is, too, is that um, it turns it from what could be a team thing to what ultimately becomes a, a, a me thing. And, you know, and, and granted, the NBA did fine Dylan Brooks $25,000 um, after the series ended, so you kind of add insult to injury the next day. Um, but it was after every loss. He was like, eh, not, not doing it. Not, not going to show up and, and, and answer to the media. And I think it was probably even before that where you just doubled and tripled down every single time that you kind of realized, all right, this is not uh, this is not going to work out for this team. I'll, I'll throw one more thing here in, in this conversation, and that is, um, you know, oftentimes Draymond Green gets a really bad rap, and I'm thinking about Draymond right now because we're, yeah. we're watching the game. And Draymond Green gets a bad rap because he, well, you know, he's he's very loud and he's yep. boisterous, and you know, there, or there are a Beverly, lot of Patrick Beverly, another example. Mm-hmm. But you know what? I don't ever question, or rarely ever question, whether there is a personal motive or a team motive. Like I do believe that Draymond Green cares about his team. And I do believe that he takes this enforcer, bad boy, whatever type of role it is, I do believe he takes it seriously to benefit his team. Uh, Patrick Beverly, I believe he is an irritant defensively, but I believe he thinks that is his role to benefit his team. And those are are big differences. Now, I, I should say there is a story that Draymond Green told about wanting to go see the Lakers play instead of traveling with the team. That is a little bit different. That's that's another story for another day. Yeah. Um, but I, I does Dylan Brooks think that what he's doing is benefiting his team? Because I, I kind of feel like in listening to him talk and seeing his actions, it looks like Dylan Brooks is doing what he's doing for Dylan Brooks. That's right. Not the Memphis Grizzlies, and you could just see entirely through that. It's a good call because whenever Steve Kerr asked Draymond Green not to go to L.A., he didn't go. Yep. What's better You're for the team? You're is... referencing the Anscape story. Yeah. The, where where he, he had asked if he could go watch LeBron break scoring record, and Steve said, um, no, you need to be with us in Portland. It's not a good look if you if you get to leave while everybody else is doing the same thing. And Draymond was the one that, that told that story. That's and I, right. And I appreciate that a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, showing that, hey, when it comes time, it's about this team and it's about winning first and not uh, – even whenever Dylan Brooks was talking, you know, his crap, he had sunglasses on, had a big old chain on. It, it would just look like he was putting on a show, Josh. 
Yeah, the only show he wasn't putting on though was scoring. Um uh, and, and, and <laughs> playing basketball uh, that, at a high level. Yeah, that's that's exactly it. Uh Sports Center on the way. We've got another look at traffic. There's something I need to talk about with the stadium that we didn't get to yesterday. That's next off the bench. Bet you see, didn't see that coming, Hunter. I did not. <laughs> Is it Wednesday at Dave and Buster's? <laughs> it might be. It very well might be. It is off the bench here on ESPN Honolulu. And no, we we know it's Tuesday. Uh, we, we don't have our days mixed up. Uh, Hunter Hughes is clearly channeling his nightlife. Uh, I'm Josh Pacheco. Great to have you in. Uh, all of our guests, they appear courtesy of the Aloha Kia hotline. Aloha Kia, uh, proud to support our military during military month. Um, we'll get to the stadium thing here in a moment. Uh, just seeing this from Woj. I don't think uh, this was mentioned on uh, on SportsCenter a moment ago. But Adrian Wojnarowski is reporting Chris Paul's status is in doubt for games three and four against the Denver Nuggets due to a left groin strain. And I saw the the Suns update here. Um, they call him day-to-day uh, based on further evaluation. Suns are down two games to none uh, to the Denver Nuggets in that series. So I'll, I'll, I'll put it right to you, Hunter. No Chris Paul. Does this end up looking like a sweep? Man, the, the game seriously changed once he left last night. Mm-hmm. They um, they did not have the facilitation needed to manage both KD and um, Booker. I think whenever you take that piece out of there... I don't know if they have that same sort of chemistry. And so there's going to be a lot more pressure put on both of those guys to create space, not only for themselves, but for the other. Um, and we, we all know what happens the, the minute that uh, DeAndre Ayton is forced to put the ball on the ground in a dribble. That thing is getting picked um, like a Rex Grossman ball over the middle, Josh. Um, so, yeah, yeah uh, th- this, if if he can't go, I, I could easily see Denver pulling this thing off in four. And, you know, I don't bring that up to, to take away from the Denver Nuggets. No. Uh, by any means. I mean, the Nuggets look great. I mean, if they I do. had to look at anybody remaining in the postseason, uh, Denver looks like a championship team. Yeah, they're, they're the strongest uh, right and- now, I would agree. And there are very few teams that I think look at look like that right now. Um, you know, even even looking at the Eastern Conference, I don't know that there's anybody right now that matches up the way that Denver does. But I will throw this back to Phoenix for for a tad bit. Chris Paul's only getting older. I mean, mm-hmm. we've we've known that. And it seems like in the postseason, he's got some really bad luck in the postseason. But this is what KD is for, right? This this was this was supposed to be your security blanket option to give you another score, Kevin Durant can handle the ball, uh, not in the same way that, that Chris Paul does by any means, but this is supposed to be your your, your your security blanket, right? Instead of Chris Paul and Dylan Brooks and, and KD, you know, behind that, you got KD sliding in as one of those, you know, two 
important people on that team. Like, this is supposed to help in this situation, right? No, you're, you're right. And now, if you don't have Chris Paul, I wonder if they rework their starting five a little bit for, you know, Booker to take the ball up as a, you know, one slash two. KD already occupies that weird two three role Josh kind of as a guard slash forward um but then with his seven foot frame can also borderline be a four too depending on how you use him um I'm wondering if they're gonna have to rework kind of their strategy here especially if it's one thing if um if Chris Paul can't go one game if he can't go in game three that's that's one thing you lick your wounds and you know fight like heck in game four to just stay alive. But if he can't make it for both of those, they, they have to seriously rethink and kind of restructure their their strategy on how they're going to take this on on offense. Because, I mean, Chris Paul's gifting is with handling the ball and choreographing an offense. He's really not all that much help on the defensive side um, just because of his, his age at this point. So um, that has changed. But you're, you're going to have to kind of rethink some things now and probably put the ball in KD's hands a little bit more than just allow him to go down and take up one of the post spots. Yeah, absolutely. It is uh, off the bench here on ESPN Honolulu. That's Hunter Hughes. I'm Josh Pacheco. You can get in touch with us. You can text us at 808-296-1420. Call us at 808-296-1420 as well. Um, I've been on the road for a while, and so sometimes, Hunter, I will be honest, um, you're holed up in a hotel room for a long time, and uh, what, what's the what's the best way to put it? It is like you 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 get just kind of just restless a little bit. And we were talking about the Aloha Stadium thing uh, in the last hour of yesterday's show. Speaking of restless, mm-hmm, and that <laughs> stuck with me after the show. I went on. Uh, a decent Twitter rant after the show. Oh boy! And if you uh, missed it, it's it's on. It's at uh, Josh on the radio. I just you know you're you're sitting there. You I, I'm I'm sitting in my hotel room. I hear trains going by. Um, it's cold. There's like nothing going on. I, I there's there's no. I mean it's it's after nine o'clock. So most dinner places are closed. Like you know. Would you call it? I'm grumpy. a little annoyed. Yeah, or grumpy. That is a good way to put it. It was not hangry. It was it was definitely grumpy. And and the conversation left me uh, a little perturbed. And so, yeah, I, I went on a little bit of a rant yesterday and, and, and said a lot of the same things that we talked about on the show uh, regarding just the stadium situation. But there was one thing that I didn't say. And I, I don't want to leave you know the, the radio audience out because not everybody's on Twitter. So I, I wanted to, to, to put this piece out, and I don't want to spend the entire hour on the stadium thing. It'll get old really fast, and sure. I, don't, I, don't, I don't think people want to, want to be in that situation. But I, I was recalling you know, people that need to put pressure. This was, this was part of, of what I did and didn't say, right? Remember yesterday I That's said right. the University of Hawaii needs to put a little pressure. You don't need to be diplomatic. You don't always need to be the nice guy. But play a um, role, something. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, be a little passive aggressive. 
and make it seem like you know you're no longer uh, along with the idea of Aloha Stadium. You're looking at your options. I um, I recognized a couple of other entities that I think need to do the same thing, and for for two different reasons. The first one. Remember in that PBS Insight show, I think it was the senator, Senator Glenn Wilkai, who had said that there was like a letter of understanding that when that new stadium opens, that there would be a, a major league rugby team and there would be a, a soccer team from the USL that would move into that stadium and they would become the, the, the anchor tenants, if you will. Like That's in, right. in most shopping centers, your anchor tenant is like a grocery store or it's a Target. Um you know, in this case, they would be the anchor tenants, and they were they were talking about letting the University of Hawaii use the facility for free because they'd only be using it seven times. Um, those entities should really be reading the news and should really be looking at this situation because, you know what? If I want to be an anchor for something new, like I think of any, any shopping center that's built, um, you know, decent-sized, you want something that is not just this generic, bland thing that's gonna gonna anchor your shopping center. Otherwise, people aren't gonna go to it. Um, but it needs to be built well, and it needs to look nice. It's new. You don't want it to look half. You know what? Mm-hmm. And so, if I'm one of those entities from one of those leagues, I'm probably asking myself, do I? I I'm I'm looking at. What's currently being discussed as part of, you know, what you could get for, for what price. And I'm thinking, do I actually want to be an anchor tenant for that? Like, do I do I want to open up a brand new franchise in in Honolulu? Um, like, and, and, and I think soccer, USL soccer, someone had mentioned on Twitter, I think the average salary is around $50,000. That's another thing to consider. Cost of living for some of those professional athletes might not be very good anyway on average. Yeah. Um, Let alone but do I want to open up a yes, but do I want to open up a facility in a completely bleacher seat, no shade or obstructed view or just like generic stadium? Like is 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 that one what I want to attach a new name to? Um, and I think the way that you could say no is by saying you know what, um, this is not along the terms of what we would have hoped to agree to this is not something we want to be a part of and we're going to back out because we don't want to be a part of something that is you know haphazard and less than standard to most places that open it up open up new facilities so that was one hmm. it's like you know usl um Major League Rugby. Like, yeah. you have an opportunity now to put pressure because you're being considered as anchor tenants, and you could just be like like a like a, a, a time supermarket and say, you know what, I don't want to be in this shopping center because this shopping center is not meeting the standards that we require for our store. The other one is Gloria Navarez, the commissioner of the Mountain West Conference, the new commissioner of the Mountain West Conference, who's now been on the job for you know, going into her fifth month. I remember last year at Mountain West Media Day, Hunter, that Craig Thompson, this was around the time when the funding was announced by the legislature that they were committing the the $350 million of funding for the stadium, and that happened around that time, and Craig Thompson was asked about it, and he was praising the the state, and he was was actually talking pretty negatively about the Aloha Stadium, uh, but he was talking about how that was so important moving forward and, and was really behind it. 
fast forward now, we're about 10 months after that, and nothing's really happened uh, except for this debacle. Um, we've got realignment potentially in the works. Yep. We're paying very close attention to San Diego State and and that whole situation. And, and, and Gloria Navarez, I think, in her role as Mountain West Commissioner, can be someone that puts some pressure, not on UH, because I think the Mountain West can actually support UH in this. Yeah. Be the bad guy. You know, turn turn to these state leaders and say to them, you are hurting your university's chances of being this by not doing this or by being behind on this. You can say, we value you, the University of Hawaii. They are a great representative of the Mountain West. Yeah. We uh, are appreciative that they have you know been a part of this conference and have They're been strategic. a significant member. But you, yes, exactly. Yes. But you... Legislators are hurting the ability for that to continue to happen, and we cannot sit by and watch this potentially hurt the university's membership in our conference or the FBS in general. I think there needs to be some pressure from her because otherwise everybody's going to make it seem like everything's A-OK, and it's not, frankly. I like that. I like that alternative look right there because – it's not like they have to play nicely with our legislature out here. Nope. Um, nope. I wonder what it would take to uh, get them to make that phone call. <laughs> or um, I don't know how you... It doesn't even need to be a phone call. I, I don't think it should be a phone call. I think it should be in a public statement. Okay. Um, and I, you know, I do plan when we do go for, for Mountain West Media Days, I think that's a question we plan on asking is, you know, what what are your thoughts on this current situation? Uh, because Craig answered it last year when we were there, and, and he answered that was one of the first things he was asked, and he answered that pretty pretty, um, pretty directly. And I think she's going to have to get the same question. Um, you know, and, and she'll need to give a pretty direct answer, but it needs to be public. It can't be behind the scenes. It can't be a phone call. It needs to be so everybody, every fan, every... Um, legislator, every government official hears it loud and clear. That's what it needs to be. No exceptions. Man. Hi. If if you're able to effectively poke the bear a little bit, Josh, and maybe she's not a bear. I'm just mm-hmm. using that metaphor. Um, of course. And this plays out. Um, that could be fun to kind of be in on the ground level of uh, getting something started. Um almost creating a little bit of the friction needed, I think, for them to wake up and realize kind of what all of this indecisiveness and uh, just BS, if you will, um, is actually is causing for institutions like University of Hawaii because they're not to blame. They're doing the best they can with what this situation has caused. So... Mm -hmm. um, yeah, that's that's interesting. Bringing bringing in the Mountain West as um, almost like uh, a third party bargaining chip, if you will. I I'll admit I have an end game to this. Um, you know, I I want to be a little bit different, and, and I know you do too. Than just the kind of standard average conversation piece on this, because I know I hear it and I see it. Um, people are frustrated, and so when they're when they're frustrated, it just it just gets kind of old, 
and 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 monotonous and just redundant. And you know, I I, I think we're in a different position. You being a former player, yep. you take. Um, I think you take a, 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 a slight piece of ownership in this, being a former player, mm. having that tie. Um, me, I'm frankly one of those people that I just I, I sometimes I just I I don't care yeah. if someone is upset or I don't care if someone thinks I'm not being politically correct about something. I don't care. Yeah. Um, I want this. I care what the team thinks. Me. I do not care what legislative yeah. le- legislative officials think about this at all. Yeah. I want this show between you and me yeah. and those that listen to this show. I want this show to be the one that instead of just talking, finds a way to affect change. Yeah, I like that. I I. I I want us to be a little bit different. I want us to not be afraid. I want us to be able to try to figure out a way to see this through um, and 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 force a conversation or jumpstart something that finds progress. I want us to be that because I think we're both passionate in our own ways about what this means in a positive way. And if it yeah. doesn't work, it's going to be devastating. Oh, yeah. And I, I think... And there there's still time on the clock. People. I agree. Like there, yes. there, there's still time that we could try to force change. Where I've even thought about this, and we see you on the phones. We'll maybe get to you guys after this break. Um, yeah. But um, even wondering on, on my drives home, Josh, of do, do I go and and pick it by myself <laughs> down at the, uh, <laughs> the the state capitol, you know, and. Make it a funny sign and just do it repeatedly, you know? Um, have you ju- really thought about that? I actually have. Um, just from the standpoint of what can be done here, because it seems like not a whole lot is getting done. Um, and I, I'm with you. I have that heat or that motivation wondering, wondering what could be done, if anything. Let's continue this. I know we're going to have a brief amount of time when we yeah. come back, but let's continue this on the other side of uh, uh, of traffic right here. We know we're going to get you through your commute as best as possible. That's coming up. You're listening to Off the Bench. This is ESPN Honolulu. Carry on my wayward son. There'll be peace when you are done. All right, we're going to tackle the stadium thing with um, a couple of your texts. Uh, if we've got some phone calls, we'll get to those here in a moment too. Uh, but let's get our M. Dyer Global scoreboard in. It's brought to you by M. Dyer Global, moving Hawaii into the future. Uh, they're at half. Golden State, Los Angeles Lakers, game one of the West semifinals. It is the Lakers up 65-64. Uh, they're at halftime. Uh, earlier, the Knicks beat Miami 111-105. That series now even at one game apiece. And no hitter alert. Uh, uh, Oakland rookie. Uh, you really did you it. You knew I was going to do it. I did, because uh, last time I did it, nothing happened. Uh, Oakland rookie Mason Miller has uh, no-hit the Seattle Mariners through seven. one nothing A's, bottom of the seventh, because, you know, um, the A's are 6-23, and and they do need something to go right. There, there, hasn't, uh, there, there hasn't been much. That's, yep. that's your M. Dyer Global scoreboard. Brought to you by M. Dyer Global, uh, always on the move. All right, this question from the 389. Says, so based on the article in the newspaper, 
do you think they should renovate Aloha Stadium if it costs less than building a new one? Hunter, your answer after the commercial break. <laughs> Sports Center as well, but right now, did I just pull a Seacrest? Traffic right here, it's off the bench, ESPN Honolulu. Hunter Hughes, Josh Pacheco, we are your off the bench team. ZSP in Honolulu at 92.7 FM and 1420 AM. Great to have you in. All right, Hunter, uh, let's let's pause the suspense now. Uh, I asked you the question before the break. Texter from the 389 asked, do you think they should renovate the current Aloha Stadium if it costs less than building a new one? I saw uh, Stephen Sy's column in the uh, Honolulu Star Advertiser earlier today. What do you think? Yes. I'm okay with that. If it costs less and we're still able to keep a stadium, um, again, not right away, obviously, if we're having to renovate Aloha Stadium section by section, which should have been done years ago, by the way, Josh. Um, <laughs> but I don't want to go too far down that path. Um, that, to me, is one of the quickest ways of retaining Division One. Um, a stadium that would help us keep Division One status. The parking is already there. If they wanted to spend the money left over on some of these alternative options or alternative plans, whether it be um, you know some housing on that huge plot of land or you know some some alternative, I believe they called it uh, um, an alternative economy or or other. Uh, you know, something like that. Something yeah. like that. Um, I'm okay with that, man. I, could there be a way to beef it up and make it look, you know, modern uh, and structurally sound? Uh, maybe start with the press box because you and I have both, uh, <laughs> along with our many other friends who work up there, have almost yes. uh, fallen through the uh, the floor up there. Um, yes. But, uh, you know, so th- there's been examples of that working in the past. Soldier Field is still in its DNA um, this same old Soldier Field, and they've built up um, the the two end zones and the surrounding areas to kind of modernize it. But th- I think there's there's ways of doing something like that, Josh. How about you? I, I, I disagree. Okay. Um, and the reason why I say that, I mean, in a in a perfect world, I would I I might agree with you that um, you know one of the, the 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 best things to do would be to to try to renovate it as much as possible. But I think first and foremost, we would really need to know like what's that price tag, um, and 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 the fact that the state couldn't make it important enough to renovate. Um, in a time, or not renovate, but to to update and yeah. maintain in a timely manner. Like, what is to make me trust that they would do that in in this situation? Like, I, I you know, uh, there is. I I think it's unfortunate, but there is a real lack of trust. Um, so I can't trust that you put in a, you put in money to renovate or to maintain. And then to continue to do that, because who's to say then, if let's say you put in some renovation money, who's to say that in 10 years we're going to have a problem again? Hmm. Um, and are they going to do it the right way, or are they going to do it the cheap way? 
Uh, you know, based based on what we've seen here recently, I I don't know that I can trust it being done right. And yeah. and for that, um, you know, I I just want to see everybody just start over because I I feel like it's the only way this um you know this this can get done uh, correctly. By the way, uh, update from Oakland: um, Mason Miller was taken out of the game after seven. Uh, Richard Lovelady, that's a great name. Uh, Richard Lovelady came in. Gave up a home run in the top of the eighth inning. Uh, no hitter gone. Shutout gone. It's because uh, you said Seattle, something, Oakland, Josh. No, it's not. Yes, it is. There was an out. There was an out that was recorded first. Before that, that absolves me of any guilt. You still uh, broke the unwritten rule, man. Oh, stop. We're gonna keep a running uh, tally on this show. We're now two for two on Josh saying something and then the the no hitter not happening. Yeah, that's nonsense, and and we all know it's nonsense. Uh, Steve is calling in here at eight zero eight two nine six fourteen twenty. Hi there, Steve. Hi. Um, you know about the stadium situation. Uh, you know, I really agree with you, Josh, that we shouldn't even think about uh, fixing up uh, a lot stadium. I mean, because of the rust situation, you, you know, and and I agree the trust with the state. Um, but for me, uh, even building a new stadium at Halava, uh, and they're talking about bleachers, things just keep changing. And, and I agree with you about the trust for me. I'd like to see them just build something on the UH campus already, you know, and put it in the hands of UH. I mean, let them control their destiny, give them the money and go with it. We don't need a stadium. At Halava, I mean, you know, we can just go with a stadium. Or we can have two stadiums, just like um, we had um, Neil Blaisdell Center and UH was playing there. And then they built the Stan Sheriff's um, Arena. And, you know, initially I questioned that. I said, why do we need two arenas? But it's working, you know. Um, we're fine with Blaisdell and the center center. So why can't we just go with a stadium built? I mean, does, does um, the chain conflicts, uh, is it able to hold 30,000? And if, if it can just go, go with the stadium on campus already. Uh, you know, I'm all for that because of um, all this kind of stuff going on and all these changes and, you know, now they, you know, like going with 26,000 and bleachers with no shade. I mean, um, I'm so frustrated already because the football team is so positive. Timmy Chang is, and his staff is doing such a great job. Mm -hmm. They don't, they don't deserve this. Totally. I mean, I'm I'm like, what are yeah. these? What is? What are the politicians thinking? You know, I mean, where is the support? And uh, this this is my take on this. Uh, just go with an on-campus stadium, and uh, you know, if you gotta go knock down uh, areas above, um, you know, campus above Noelani and build a parking complex there, because they have. They have some space that is underutilized that they could um, 
developed on campus for parking. And they could work something out with adjacent. I think you just hit on something. I, I think I think you kind of hit on one of the areas there. And, and Steve, thank you for calling. In. Thanks, Steve. You listening. Uh, Hunter, I'll let you I'll let you take this first based on what he said. Um, I, I the thought is interesting with, uh, you know, the, the money that they were going to give to this, you know, uh, not give to the state or just set aside for the state to handle a new stadium over in Halava. That's an interesting thought of what if you gave all that money just to UH. Um, however, there's way more at play here than just University of Hawaii football, unfortunately. Um, That's right. Um, UH is just one tenant um, that would be using Aloha Stadium. Um, and on top of that, you know, we're – we're we're doing our best. But when I say we're, I'm 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 saying University of Hawaii. I can't help but still identify with them as a former player. Um, UH is still yeah. is uh, is still doing their best right now with the cards that they've been dealt. Um, the plan is still at hand to expand seating to fifteen thousand by this season, I believe. Um, and they're they're underway with that construction as we speak, from what we've been told. Um, and so they're they're doing their best there. Um, I don't know functionally if that is possible to put thirty thousand at University of Hawaii um, with parking, with infrastructure, with everything else that goes into that. However, Steve, I would love to see that too. And I think I speak for a lot of former alumni, a lot of former players that would agree that um, a Bang a banging stadium on campus would be a better solution for University of Hawaii football. I'm not certain if that would be a banging solution for all of those other tenants that are needing a stadium that we're trying to solve over in Halava. Over to you, Josh. <laughs> over me. Thank you, Hunter. You're welcome. Uh, I, I I think there's a couple. <laughs> I think there's a couple things that stick out to me. Parking is huge. Yep. Um, right now. You you can't you can't put anything else there. Um, you know I'm I'm gonna be really curious how when things expand to seventeen thousand, um, you know how that is really handled. Um, although I I will admit, um, you could have a night where volleyball sells out, baseball puts thirty five hundred um, in Les Murakami, uh, softball gets you another thousand. And you could get kind of close, and then you open up the the upper lots um, or you know upper campus stuff. So you know there there's possibilities. But I you said something that's also very important. There are some bigger things at play. Yeah. You know it's not just about the University of Hawaii, like you said. It's concerts. It's you know other opportunities. And I don't think right now that can be handled uh, there on campus. And I don't know, even if you did try to expand seating, that that could be handled on campus. But I think there's another aspect to this. Um, we can talk about whether you can, whether it is feasible. I don't know that it is to expand seating beyond you know what's going to be 17,000 or so, I, I think, in, in, in two seasons from now. Um, what it would take to do that if you have to displace something or someone or some group of people, I don't know. I'll leave that up to the people that it's their job to do that. Um, but you can't do it with bleacher seating. 
and that's the one thing that the University of Hawaii, I think, in in a pinch, it has had to go toward the bleacher seating because the bleacher seating was, was the easiest option right now. Yep. And I think just by the way bleacher seating is, I think you can actually claim more seats, if I'm not mistaken, based on that. But if you're going to get to... 30, if you want to get to twenty five or 30,000, let's say, I don't think you can do that on bleacher seating and, and, and have people be okay with it and then think, oh, yeah, we'll sell out twenty five to 30,000 people on bleacher seating every time the That's University right. of Hawaii has a game. I think that can backfire. Um, you know, Muddy's going to be a big deal with it. But I think there's the potential that if you don't think it through, you could make another mess. And and, and and that would be kind of worrisome if you don't think it through correctly. You know, and the frustration from Steve is not just, mm-hmm. um, you know, held from him. It's pretty much universal at this point. The... The, 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 the greater sports community here in Hawaii is absolutely fed up with this. Um, and more and more inaction from lawmakers, legislature on this just makes it seem more and more like they are out of touch and don't care about us and that we are fed up. At least that's a perception for me, Josh. So... Steve, again, thank you for the call. Uh, we're fed up too. Yeah, yeah, I think you can tell. Uh, but I won't let it get to the point where, at least for me, fed up, frustrated. I'm not going to get defeated yet. And, that's and I right. Know some people are there. There's I'm, still time. I'm not, I'm not going to let – yes. I, I. You said there's time on the clock. I think we're like middle third quarter right now. Hmm. Um. I, I think there is still time to figure it out, and I and I and I look forward to the to the possibility that uh, that we can see that through. Um, final words and uh, some of your texts here in a moment. Hey, don't forget about athletes. That is uh, spelled with an E A T S at the end. Uh, Central Pacific Bank is a big sponsor of that, and we take some athletes and we give them some food, and then we just talk. Um, you know, it's just fun, engaging conversation. You can check it out at our YouTube channel and at ESPN Honolulu. Com. Final words coming up in a moment. Sports cards and collectibles is on the way as well. You're listening to Off the Bench on ESPN Honolulu. Coming up next, it's the sports cards and collectibles show. Darren Kimura is standing by uh, to have some fun over the next hour. Uh, you and I, Hunter, we're watching Golden State and L.A. Uh, Lakers have, a, I think it's a six-point lead right now. Uh, midway through the third quarter, uh, you pointed out something during the break that you were noticing about the way the Lakers are kind of uh, trying to let its uh, maybe it, the the one advantage it has kind of come through here. That's right. It seems like uh, you know they've got close to a ten point lead right now over Golden State. They're kind of slowing the game down a little bit and allowing their size to really show against Golden State, where they've got LeBron out there, they've got AD out there. And whenever Looney is um, on the bench for Golden State, they're really not all that big, just in terms of physical size. Um, And if you slow it down and you keep Golden State from pushing it on fast break and, you know, hitting these quick threes, you can kind of pace the game 
to your advantage of being bigger and stronger. Um, and so it's uh, that strategy seems to be working uh, at least right now in, in the Lakers' favor where I think that's going to really be the tell is if Golden State can hit enough threes to keep up with um, kind of the size of what the Lakers are putting on the table. Yeah, for sure. Uh, game two coming up Thursday, by the way. Game three we'll have right here uh, on Saturday on ESPN Honolulu. A uh, couple of quick texts here. Uh, texter from the 258. We've been talking about the stadium thing again. Uh, just level Eisenberg and King and start all over. Uh, if I recall, and I could be wrong, isn't that where the old <laughs> Bolodrome was or is? Uh, because if that if that is, I think they have housing planned for that. So I I, I think we might be late to the party on trying to figure out what to do there. Uh, Patrick texts in here, and uh, well, that text went away. Um, I I gotta update my app. Uh, Patrick <laughs> says uh, since the state of Hawaii, the decision makers have already proven they can't do anything right. How about having Saudi Arabia, Abu Dhabi conglomerate have them build it, run it, maintain it? They have unlimited resources, and they have vision. If you've ever been to Abu Dhabi, everything is just so advanced and creative, but their human rights, well, that's another discussion. We're not bringing live golf to Hawaii, Josh, okay? <laughs> it ain't happening. Thank no, you for uh, the text. I, but, 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 um, I don't mind seeing a round of golf in which you've got, like, rave music going on the entire sure, time. Sure, that part's I, fun. I, I don't think that's a bad idea. Uh, one more here from the 221. Sometimes I think these legislators are trying to get more bang, a.k.a. votes, for the buck, a.k.a. stadium funding, trying to appeal to UH fans and alumni, to population looking at housing, to big business trying to get it on a possible entertainment and shopping complex, leads to a watered-down stadium project in the name of trying to get the most votes from the most people as possible. Maybe, um, but I think you also run the risk in, in doing that of um, – getting everybody mad at you. You're, you're trying to appease everybody, but at the end of the day, uh, you're also turning everybody against you because you're not really meeting everybody's needs, and that and, and that can be problematic if that is what, what some of these people are doing, and I, I don't think they've really thought it out well enough to be able to do that. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. At this point, Josh, I don't know. I I I, I thought you had more there. Yeah, All right. Um, sorry. Final final <laughs> words, uh, Hunter. As always, uh, you get to go first. Hmm. Um. I think that we're gonna see two series go to Game Seven in the second round. Here, I think this series between Golden State and the Lakers is going to seven. Uh, and then I also think the Miami Heat against the New York Knicks will also go to seven. Um, yeah, just looking kind of at the evenly uh, matched style of uh, all four of those teams to uh, to their counterpart. And uh, just kind of the narrative right now, especially with Butler being hurt, that's going to help uh, the Knicks kind of... Uh, uh, even the score there over there, and it's it's going to be a lot of fun down the stretch. Nice, uh, good words there. So so wait, who do you have? Heat or Knicks in seven? Uh, heat. Okay. Yeah. All right. So uh, you've got Heat in seven. I I said I had Lakers in seven at one point here in this Golden State series. Yeah. Uh, of course, game one continues uh, on the uh, on the tube right now. We'll continue to watch it. 
Um, man, my last words today. I don't. I don't ever really get to give myself last words every now and again. I usually just leave it to you, <laughs> and just uh, and, and just use the excuse to say, "Oh, out of time. All good. Time to pack it up." Um, my I'm last leave words. You time. No, I thank you because uh, I guess I won't have a lot of time the next couple of days. Uh, Stanley Cup hockey. I, 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 you know, I we we do it in small doses, but you know what? I'm having a lot of fun getting to tune in. Uh, I I always tell myself I'll I'll watch a little bit of the postseason, the Stanley Cup playoffs, uh, getting a bunch of game sevens. Always good um, for the for the casual hockey fan, uh, as I am. But um, you know, to see the way we get to the second round, I, I think these this postseason, you know, couple that with the way the NBA postseason looks right now, uh, this is just a, a blast. It's a blast to turn on the TV every day and get to see mm. a bunch of good postseason action in, in uh, multiple sports. Hunter, I'll talk to you in a few days. Uh, sports cards and collectibles next.